Hey guys, what's up? Tommy, always be booked. Doing a quick little podcast check-in with you guys. I'm actually, I actually completed it, but this is just a intro overlay. It is the next day. I listened back to it. <laughs> I just wanted to do two things. A, let you guys know that I was not high on any drugs or anything like that. I was just kind of laying back, laying in bed, and uh, you know, I do sound very, very relaxed, I don't know, almost nonsensical, but I recorded the whole thing, you know, if you can get past me sounding like being in a state of sedation, you know, there's some good stuff on there, um, also, uh, you guys know I'm going on a cruise, I'm on an Amtrak train right now, uh, the cruise leaves tomorrow, we'll be out in South Beach tonight, and if you wanted to follow along with the day-to-day on the cruise and just everything leading up to the cruise pre and post and everything like that you go on instagram always be booked the instagram story i'll be doing some pictures and some videos i've already started so you got some catching up to do but uh that's where you'll be able to find most of it the instagram story uh follow always be booked on instagram and also as always while you're at it email me tommy at always be booked and join request to join and i will let you in in the uh, always be booked cruisers lounge facebook group all right guys here is the podcast that i did seemingly to be on xanax last night or ambient you pick but uh hope you enjoy it take care all along southbound odyssey the train pulled out at Of the rusted automobile. Good morning, America. How are you? Say, don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm afraid they call Hey, people of the sea. Quick little surprise cast for you right now while I am on the train. Just checking in from the train, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We're going to go quick with this one. Well, actually, let's see how it goes. Who knows how long or short this will be. I am somewhere, I think, in the Carolinas, North Carolina, I think. Um, Just wanted to check in. I'll talk about the cruise that I have coming up and uh, what the hell we're going to do because we haven't planned anything yet. And I may take you guys on a little bit of a ride and, uh, you know, maybe you could help me out and maybe uh, let me work through some excursions and maybe you can kind of email me back quick or wherever uh, Instagram message me or whatever let me know what you think as far as uh, some of the options that are available uh, we'll also run through some listener emails that I have that have come through since the hiatus so uh, there's been a few of those a lot of those but we'll read some of them uh, that have come in um, because we just haven't in a while. I also wanted to mention to you guys uh, that you should definitely check out Doug Parker's show this week because your boy was back on it, and it's always fun to let loose on cruiseradio.net. That's very, very simple. Just go to cruiseradio.net. You can find it there. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher, uh, Pod, uh, Pod Bay. Uh, anywhere, anywhere where you listen to your podcast, it's there, and it's a great, great show. The show, the whole entire episode was great, um, as usual, uh, Sherry, um, the cruise maven was on there, and, uh, they were discussing a lot of things hurricane-related, and just a bunch of stuff. It was a, it was a good episode, uh, great review of the Carnival Vista as well. 
Uh, the purpose for me being on there was to pop on and uh, throw my two cents in regarding the people who are uh, feeling inconvenienced by the fact that their itineraries are changing uh, due to the hurricane. Real humanitarians that bunch are, aren't they? Anyway, so here I am on the train on Amtrak and I... Uh, got a couple of pro tips for Amtrak travel as if any one of you uh, people who are normal and actually use airplanes I hate airplanes guys I'm sorry I don't know what to tell you it doesn't make sense to me I look at those planes and uh, it just kind of speaks to control control I'm a control guy I used to fly uh, I guess I will share one day with you guys an experience I had uh, one of my last flights I've ever taken where uh, it was complete and total utter horror on the way on the way from uh, Tampa to Panama City in a little plane uh, heading to a spring break but we'll save that for another show but uh, so what I do on the train now used to be uh, crazy because you used to look up trying to get a, a room a sleeper room and you would look in these the this, the roomettes, the smaller ones, which are perfectly comfortable, but uh, they would be like, you know, sometimes $400 more than the, you know, in addition to the regular ticket. So uh, you don't want to do that. So I wouldn't do that. So I would get on the train. And when I learned my first couple of train trips was that if you ask while you're on board, chances are they didn't sell them all. So if they didn't sell them all, then what are they going to do leave it open and you could kind of get in there for like maybe 125 bucks so i started doing that then i realized that they wouldn't let you do that anymore and what i also realized because they told me was that uh people were doing that more and more i guess i wasn't the only one who was using that method and uh they got hip to it so they shut that down so now it's like a little bit of like a uh what do they do it's like I think they quoted me on this one at like 375 or 400 if I above the ticket price if I wanted to take it. So what I do is uh, I book a regular ticket. There's a bunch of different methods if you want because honestly, I'll tell you this. The worst case scenario is to be sitting in an upright uh, twin Amtrak seat with someone next to you for the entire 20 there's one for 23 hours and there's another train later in the day that's for 26 hours unfortunately which I am on right now but um, the worst case scenario is having a partner in your seat and you used to be able to pray that you're you know you're you're by yourself but that doesn't happen anymore for whatever reason many many people are taking the train now and that's it and I looked at it like this one time I did get a seat because they were just like uh, I, I did get a seat and I had someone next to me and the train crowd, not completely unlike your cruise crowd, is com is a very, very, very important factor as to how your experience is going to be. And uh, sometimes you get a bad room. And uh, <laughs> this one time I had a room where there was like, uh, I don't know, there was a... A 20-person family of people that were speaking a language that I could not understand, which is fine, but they were very, very loud. Another woman who didn't seem like she had a home, but she, I guess she did, but she just continued to speak the entire time about how many drugs she's on. There were two people fighting behind me, and then there was a child that would not stop screaming and crying and the parents would scream and scream back at them and all this was going on simultaneously before I even left Penn Station 
uh, not this trip, an another trip prior to this. And I called up Amtrak, and I was like, I need a sleeper car. What is the price they quoted me on? And they actually quoted me out of Penn Station at $350. And I was like, hell no, first thought. But then I actually, this was my rationale for doing it. I was like, okay. Think about this. If you got arrested and you were thrown in jail and bail was set at $350 and you could pay it, would you bail yourself out? And the answer is automatically yes. And then the next question is, isn't this worse than jail right now? <laughs> so, so in that particular sin, like I just was like, so I sucked it up and just did it. But uh, what I, my new move now, what I do now is that I call up, buy a ticket ideally it's like you know 150 bucks for the regular ticket and then i just play a game of where can i get you know where can i get to all right how much is it if i get a sleeper car in virginia uh it's another 225 dollars sir well that's a little much uh all i really need is eight hours sleep so i could i could sit and kind of man up and be in general population no problem for like for, until it's time to sleep because it's very very difficult especially me i'm on the uh, a little bit of a, on the larger side, you know, but you know, I keep painting myself as this obese person. I'm overweight, but I'm I'm not obese. I'm a little chubby. That's all. Uh, but I'm not like one of those. I'm not a round fat guy, but still, just on the, on the larger side, 200. And, you know, so we'll talk about the weight in a second, guys. That's a good topic that we're gonna get into. Uh, 230 pound plus man, and I'm like, you know. It, it's on your back it's hard to sit up it's hard to sit up and sleep so uh end up it usually ends up being late north carolina early south carolina and it ends up being an extra like 120 140 and then i book it there now what usually also happens and it didn't happen this time and they were very very apologetic which is kind of pathetic because they saw it was me after a while and the guy in the uh the um the guy who is the host for the sleeper cars was like, Thomas, it's you. What do you, do they, did we know you were sitting there? Cause I pulled my stuff out of my regular chair and went into the uh, lounge cart to wait. I didn't care really, to be honest with you. I probably could have worked it to where I got in there, you know, several stops earlier. But if you really want to get in there earlier, what you could do is grease somebody, pull a 50 out and, you know, then you get in in Virginia or whatever. And, you know, there's, there's ways you got to work it. And then the ultimate way, if the lounge carts are like either way way too expensive or completely sold out you buy two tickets and you buy two regular tickets and that is not a bad option either you're in coach you're in general population but you're guaranteed to not have anybody sit next to you and you could at least kind of curl up so you're good that's not bad it really isn't that bad um i could hear everybody right now just being like dude take a freaking plane well no it's not gonna happen anytime soon as long as Amtrak is going. If I had to, I would. I don't rule it out. Sometimes I, I think about getting back up there again, but then I realize, yeah. And plus, I like it too, man, to be honest with you. I'm right now speaking to you. I'm literally laying in a bed in my own room watching, you know, the scenery go by. And uh, it's not bad. I got my own bathroom, free meals, and the food is not, well, I shouldn't say it's good but it's way way better than you would expect from a train like you'll get things like meatloaf like ribs uh, salads half chicken some pasta 
you know, there's some good stuff. Um, all right, so moving on. I wanted to talk about the uh, press conference weight loss challenge. I started this thing at 265 pounds. And, uh, you know, I am the, the guy who kind of does do cruise diets and usually gets down as much as possible. But this time I was going to try to push it a little bit more. And I announced in that satirical episode called the press conference uh, that I was going for 229. And I realized that that was a pretty lofty goal. That's why I put in the laugh track there and, you know, kind of had a little fun with that. But uh, it, the first week I fell off, it wasn't that good. And then I started getting some momentum. And then the move to New York City completely threw me off, as I said. I was like, this is uh, maybe not going to happen because whatever. And then I, when I finally joined the gym a week later and I weighed myself, even after cheating a bunch of times during the week and not going to the gym, I realized it was still in play. And... Uh, just down to the wire, down to the wire, and I thought I was going to do it last week, and in the last couple of days, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it, I can't do it, it's going to be so close, because I was 232, uh, the goal was 229, I was 232 on a completely dehydrated and empty stomach, and I knew I had to eat, I knew I had to drink some water, and I knew I had to replenish a little bit, and then that would probably get me back up to 235, and then would I be able to, in two days, get back down the six other pounds? But, you know, it, it pushed me. Like, sometimes you're at the gym. So today was my last day at the gym before I left. And that was my goal to have it done by. So I was on the treadmill. And I'm, like, thinking, you know, I'm going to be real close. It's going to come. It's legitimately going to come in at, like, 2.30 or 2.31. And, uh, hey, heck, it's a great effort. And really, I'm going to be 2.29 by the time I get on the cruise because I'm going to continue to go at it you know i'm not gonna eat on the train i'm gonna hit the gym in south beach and uh that's it so here we are I, i'm in the gym today and i was about to end my regular you know a few mile run like i usually do just got a good workout i'll put the put the uh sweatsuit on this time so like a like like wrestler style so uh i'm running i'm running i'm on the elliptical and uh, just as it's about to end, the right song came on. You want me to tell you what song it was? Is it weird or whatever? Uh, the Foo Fighters, Learning to Walk, Learning Walk, Learning to Walk, Learning to Walk Again. I forgot the, uh, how it, you know, the actual name of the song, but that's, that's the gist of it. And it came on, and it kind of gave me like, you know what, let's do it. Let's go it hard. And for that song, I went on a full sprint on the elliptical. And I knew, and I, by the end of that, I was dripping. And then after that, I did my weight, my weight routine, my weights routine, and I'm like, that might have got me over the hump. I might have been able to do it. I might have done it. Then I had to walk all over. I had to do some errands for work, so I'm walking all over the East Side, Midtown Manhattan. Finally, get home, get on the scale, final weigh-in, two twenty-nine point four, and that that was huge for me. That was a big victory. I posted it on the uh, <laughs> in the lounge on Facebook, and uh, you know. A little, I don't know, a little cheesy to be posting your scale weight, whatever. But it was something that I was really working hard towards. And down from 265 to 229, I can tell you right now, I haven't seen anything in the 220s in probably since 2006. 2006. It's been a minute, been like 11 years. So then I get on the train. 
And uh, I'm like, damn. I was like, all right, a turkey Swiss sandwich. I haven't eaten anything, haven't drank anything. I was like, guy goes, okay, no problem. Then he goes in the fridge. Hell, hey, we're out of turkey Swiss. I'm like, shit. Like, what else you got? He's like, chicken, chi- chicken Philly cheesesteak. And I'm like, ah, let me eat it. No problem. So I ate it. And I'm kind of kicking myself for that. And then I had a trail mix later on. But that's it. So that's the uh, that's the diet. Um, all right, let's get into some stuff. What is, did you guys see that Norwegian went up on their beverage package? They're charging like $10 more. And this kind of like seems like it's big news. And, and rightfully so. So Norwegian, again, seems to be the king of like nickel and diming and just kind of edging things up and just being very, very creative on how they present these so-called cheap cruises to you. But they get their money. So, the, but here's the thing. The beverage package was listed as like, $79 they went up to $89 or something like that which a is so far and beyond what any of the other cruise lines are charging what is carnival like 59 uh, 49 or 59 I think 59 right same with Royal Caribbean for like what is the equivalent ultimate beverage package you just get all your drinks uh, but the thing about Norwegian is the it's 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 uh, you guys know this it's it's uh, deceptive because they don't charge you for the drink package. If you're into drinking, you have the free at sea option. You could choose one of the five things. And if you're into drinking, you're going to pick the... I mean, the booze package out of all those free at sea stuff is by far the highest value. I get it. If you don't drink, what the hell do you need it for? But if it's even close, if you're even thinking about drinking a little bit on any cruise, you got to get that. Because, I mean, what else is there? It's like, you know, the dining, you know, it's a couple hundred, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. Uh, the Wi-Fi, maybe 100, 150 bucks, whatever else they have, is not going to touch a drink package that's worth upwards of you know four or five hundred bucks. And on Norwegian, and that's on regular cruise lines. If you're really going to act like Norwegian is giving a real price, it's like seven or eight hundred bucks based on how many days you're cruising because the price is out of control. And really. What it, what, what, what it probably is is that they charge you a service charge. So you get the free at sea and you get the, um, the open bar for free, but they bang you out for a pretty good service charge on that. And by elevating it, it's just a little bit of a nickel and dime situation where they can percentage-wise charge you a little bit more on the uh, service charge. Uh, all right, that's about it. So what we'll do first, maybe we'll talk about some excursions afterwards. If you guys are still, you know, listening, feel free to turn it off at that point. Because what I'm going to do is just literally go through some excursions and and see and see what looks good, what doesn't look good. Because apparently I got a captain this whole thing. These day people think that I cruise with because I got a cruise podcast. Uh, you know, I'll set up the whole itinerary, guys. It's not doesn't work like that. You know, I don't. I don't you got to tell me what you want to do. You know, so all right, some emails. Let's do it right now. Here we go. Hi, Tommy. As a fan of your podcast and avid cruiser, I hope you can cut loose and relax on your upcoming cruise. I know what it's like to li- like to live a f- stressful life, and counting down the days to a cruise helps you get through it. All the best, and looking forward to hearing about it. May the weather be warm, the drinks be cold, and the pockets be flanitol. <laughs> May the weather... I messed up your line, Darren. May the weather be warm, the drinks be cold, and the pockets plentiful. Godspeed, Darren. Darren, 
Darren, the listener of the show. Love it. Yeah, uh, we're definitely looking for some pockets on this one, and uh, hopefully the drinks are cold. I heard some wet. I heard on my uh, Facebook community page for this actual cruise. I heard the weather's supposed to be very bad. Uh, <laughs> great news we got four stops and apparently there's like a mini cyclone developing and uh, apparently this the rain is forecasted for all four days all four ports and sail away out of Miami um, yeah most people would look at that as oh wow that really sucks uh, to me personally you can't say it won't affect me at all but seriously it's it's gonna affect me very little and you know what I'll say also is that you're sometimes you're on an itinerary driven cruise and that's where the ship is whatever but you know you you're picking these beautiful beautiful places this is kind of an itinerary driven cruise only because I haven't been to three of the ports but it's uh and and just to go over that that's I've been to Cozumel but I haven't been to Honduras uh, Harvest K or uh, let's see, Costa Maya. So that's that. And um, when you also me, I'm not the biggest guy that has to sit in the sun. You know what I mean? I'm just like we talked about that before. So I'm just happy to be on this ship. If you're gonna have rain, and who's the hell's to say that it's gonna rain every? I've never seen that in the Caribbean where it's a seven day straight of rain. Well, watch this will be the time it happens but uh who knows like I, i'm gonna go on this cruise knowing that we have i mean a world-class ship and there's so many things to do in the ship and uh it, it's not it's really I'm, i can't say it won't affect it at all if the weather sucks but for me just me personally for me it will have a very little effect for real so Either way, I'm good. The minute I step on, t- the minute I embark, and uh, my feet are on that ship, I'm good. All right, moving on. Next email. Hey Tommy, great to hear your voice again. I was real happy when I saw your show in my podcast player this morning. Good to hear that things are working out in New York too. Speaking of which, I'll be there in exactly one year. If it's not too weird, it would be great to call into your bar and say hi. Anyway, hope you have a great cruise. I'm really jealous and look forward to the next show, which is this show. And that is a very loyal listener, Phil. Phil, what's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm happy to be back as well. And um, no, man, it absolutely would not be weird. Definitely come into the bar. As we get closer, let me know when the dates are. And uh, we'll have a pint or two, you know? Maybe a, maybe a mozzarella stick or something, you know, get some music going. Maybe a couple of pockets will be there uh, if you're into that sort of thing. But uh, it definitely won't be weird. Check it out. Definitely hit me up again as it gets close. But, uh, you know, hit me up in the meantime, too. Uh, thanks for the email, Phil. Okay, moving on from Phil. We got greetings. Still working through your back podcasts. Keep up the good work. A comment about Port Canaveral. One of the biggest draws to... The, the port for cruise ship stops is the Kennedy Space Center. It is, and I'm sorry, I'm reading a little slow here. Uh, I'm just bouncing around a lot. So, um, it is close to the cruise port and a wonderful place to go. Disney and Universal are amusement parks. 
KSC, Kennedy Space Center, is a wonderful history of the space program. I live in the Orlando area and we cruise from Port Canaveral once or twice per year. We stop by the KSC and there is always something new. If you get back to Central Florida, the KSC is a great place to visit. Richard. Richard, uh, you know, I can't see how it wouldn't be. I don't know why I've never been there. I don't know why I didn't check it out on at least four or five occasions when I was living there or cruising to there from New York. I've always been like, you know, that's definitely on the short list of excursions that you want to do, especially in such a boring port like Port Canaveral. No offense. I mean, just in that general area. There's things you could do off the ship, but A, you're going to pay for them, and B, then they're not really close to where, you know, the, the, the port is. And that is an example of something that you can do pretty much right off the port. And I'm kind of, I don't know, I, I never got to it. But you, it's, a great, it's a great point is my point. And absolutely, I've heard nothing but awesome things about it. I mean, what is more fascinating than freaking NASA type stuff? And I would absolutely recommend checking out the uh, Kennedy Space Center. I guess it's kind of weird because I've never seen it, so it's a little bit hard for me to recommend it, but I still will anyway. I still want to go. I definitely want to check it out, and uh, who knows? Maybe like, maybe I will, you know? But uh, thank you so much for the email, Richard, and uh, keep listening to the show. And, I, and I'm glad. I appreciate also that you're checking through the back podcast and the back episodes. It's probably weird to do that because there's been so many different versions of the show you know what i mean sometimes i'm in a rhythm sometimes it's a port profile sometimes there's a lot of structure to the show sometimes i've just popped on and spoke and just rambled sometimes uh i was completely doing a bad show when uh (laughs) you know like you know some some shows are better than others but i like to feel like i'm in a space now where i'm going to be as interesting as possible going forward all right moving on hey tommy just been listening to episode 33 where you talk about some of the songs you like to listen to while cruising. May I add four songs to your playlist? So he goes, uh, uh, Sweat by Inner Circle, Bad Moon Rising, <laughs> Creedence Clearwater Revival, Over My Shoulder, Mike and the Mechanics, Baby Come Back, Patio Banton with Ali and Robin Campbell. Uh, keep up the great work. Love the podcast, the stories, the songs, the jokes, and the information about cruising. It's a great mix of things to listen to in your New York accent. Um, thank you. Uh, I, I, being back in New York, uh, you know, way so many more people out New York accent, my New York accent. It's funny, but uh, I guess, you know, if we're dealing with most of the country, I guess it, it is a little bit of a... Uh, New York style dialect, but yeah, where I'm where I'm from right now, it's like yeah, I listen to some of these people back in the mix, and I'm like, jeez, what do you, what do you? <laughs> I mean, what, what, it's almost like night. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just really, really thick New York accents. Nothing really came to my mind. Did you catch that? How nothing came to my mind, and how to uh, compare the New York accent to something? But it is what it is. But uh, Dale. Let me ask you a question. Why are those songs about cruising? Uh, you know, I love, I love, uh, I don't love all those songs. I, I like most most of those songs, but what do they have? Do they have to do with cruising at all? Am I missing something on that? 
or you're just looking at it as like cool songs to vibe on when you're on vacation and you know you just like to listen to those songs those are good songs right yeah all right that's fine too i mean i got songs like that too just have like they don't say anything about vacationing but they just have that kind of like rhythm and that melody that kind of gets you in the mode to cruise i get that i feel you on that dale thank you so much for the email and i appreciate you looking listening to the back episodes and please continue to listen to the show thanks dale all right um moving on tommy that's me uh i'm pretty new to your podcast and i'm going through your back episodes i just heard your review of the carnival magic shh not sure if you wish to discuss this on the podcast you might not wish to let folks know uh, I'm going to discuss it. I'm just going to go forward. Hopefully, it's I won't regret it. Uh, on the Magic, up near the spa, there are spa balcony rooms. Included in your cruise fare is access to all of those special spa features that you typically pay extra, floor, extra for, like the warm tile lounge chairs, a couple of steam rooms, and saunas, and that mineral pool. So you're talking about the thermal spa package uh, for free. Included in your room charges. The real secret is that there are about half a dozen of interior rooms in the spa class. Same benefits without the view. Last November, we were on the Magic. It was $40 per person more than the heavily discounted interior room that we had already booked. It was wonderful. Um, I Chiming in. I think you're right. No, I know this spa spa balcony rooms, spa inside cabins. There's rooms that are associated with the spa that typically come with the spa package. And then those things will have like, uh, they'll have spa related stuff in the room. Like I think in Carnival, you don't always get a um, robe. Do you? Maybe you do. I, I may be making that up. But yeah, I know that there are spa rooms then where the spa is included. Uh, the thermal spa is included in your price. But uh, usually, that's hit or miss whether or not you get a real deal on that or not. It sounds seems like on your sailing you did get a good deal. Uh, I'm sure it is better as far as just flat out purchasing the spa package, but maybe not always everybody's interested in that. And uh, who knows? I actually got it for free once for gambling. Uh, um, on another note, all right, moving on. On another note, I've never used a travel agent simply because I've never found a good one. For example, I've not ever talked to a travel agent that knew anything about the spa interiors. Really? Yeah, that's like, to me, that would be the best thing about a travel agent because you can do your research. It's actually sort of pleasurable for me to do the research about the cruise and learn about the ships and the good, the bad, the indifferent about the differences between cruise lines. All that stuff is, is enticing to me. Uh, and maybe it's not enticing to everybody, which is why I kind of have like a little aspiring travel agent gene going on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, important for the travel agents they should also know the values of each cabins and what they cost and what do you get and what the benefits are and that's the spa you know what i mean that's i'm talking about just a difference between let's just say interior cabins this is a uh, category gg this is a category dd what is the difference a travel a good travel agent should know exactly what those are even you know the, the spa package is a no-brainer they should definitely know how to steer you in that direction but just you know if this is is this is this a cabin that can hold four people comfortably or is this a cabin that is a straight two person is it a side-by-side -side bed or was one bed come out of the wall like there's a lot of different things and you know you're a travel agent 
you know we can we can all do you know research YouTube videos and or troll the, the cruise line websites for the best deal okay here's the two ships okay which is a better ship let me YouTube the two ships I mean if you you could kill hours at work doing that stuff but uh, you should know the finer details and stuff like that as a travel agent but so I'm on the same page with uh, this listener uh, moving on he continues uh, another hint on some of the ships is the front of some of the ships are sorry another hint on some of the ships is in the front of some of the ships there are interior rooms with a window they have a walkway in front of the room so one must be careful with the curtains however except that sail away no one ever walks out there priced as an interior but with a big window on some ships RCC or Royal Caribbean Freedom class some of these rooms have an angled front wall uh, the normal the room is normal size plus another six or eight feet with the ceiling angled down great to store suitcases snorkel gear or other stuff yeah the independence class you know the, the Royal Caribbean started doing the promenade we actually almost booked one of those uh, interior uh, promenade view staterooms I think that would be cool I do just like almost like on another level on the Oasis class you have those uh, Central Park and boardwalk facing balconies um, yeah you do you have to you know <laughs> you don't want to leave the blinds open you know people shopping for watches and then they see you out of the shower you don't necessarily want that to happen but uh, you're right those, those are great options so some good stuff there definitely check out some good deals on spa cabins I think that's no, well, that started with the carnival thing, but I think maybe some other, uh, the other lines have jumped in line with that. But yeah, that would be a real interesting thing for me. I would love to sit in a, uh, you know, especially in those Freedom Class ships, the uh, interior um, rooms, but they have the uh, uh, promenade facing windows. Uh, also, another thing, what do you guys think about the uh, virtual balconies? You guys think that, or virtual? virtual balconies or virtual uh, ocean view cabins most of them are um, I think Royal Caribbean does them on the quantum class and above and I think I want to say they're on the Norwegian epic they're somewhere else besides that I should know I don't know right now offhand but uh, yeah definitely do your research with the cabins and uh, he continues sorry you have left Orlando but good luck back in NYC uh, regards, Richard. Yeah, no, Richard, I'm gone, and I do appreciate you. Uh, I mean, not like I bumped into you every two seconds in Orlando. Do you even live in Orlando? <laughs> but I don't know. Apparently, Richard does not want... Uh, uh, Richard uh, Richard does... Thinks that I should be living in Orlando, I guess, for some reason. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm kind of just kidding around with you guys. I'm, I'm breaking a little chops here kind of very relaxed right now I hit my weight I hit my goal weight I'm chilling I'm on a train tomorrow I'll be in South Beach by the way tomorrow in South Beach I got a little dilemma here uh, I have a friend who used to work for me uh, in Pittsburgh I was a, a supervisor of multiple nightclubs in Pittsburgh restaurants nightclubs whatever and one of my general managers uh, it was working it was working there for a while ever since then you know that was in 2007 and uh ever since then we've all moved on to different things and uh he ended up moving to miami to become a floor manager at live 
in the Fountain Blue. I don't know if you've ever heard of this place, but it's probably the premier nightclub in the country. I mean, in the country. And I'm not the biggest nightclub guy. I'm more of a party bar type thing, whatever. But um, through the years, he, he was always good. He was always very good, good at what he does. And uh, he got promoted down there, and he's the general manager. He's he's running as the general manager the what is arguably the best nightclub in the country you're talking about i mean it's the type of place that is just over the top with you know just i mean just DJ some of the biggest djs in the world like this so friday night i know i'm in south beach and i i've gone to see him once he was uh managing at this place called story which is another place within the same chain and we went in there for the night and that place was just completely overwhelming uh cascade if you uh are up on that dj stuff he's a very prominent dj he was there that night these places have well-known acts that you've heard of all the time whether they're rappers whether they're uh you know pop stars whether they're you know djs so i'm thinking all right let's go so he's like uh i texted him he's like of course yeah come by jermaine dupree is uh performing <laughs> i don't know if you guys know who jermaine dupree is of uh 90s and early 2000s hip-hop my favorite genre of hip-hop and yeah he had some good uh good songs he was out of atlanta he was the c he was basically the p diddy of the south because he was a producer uh of of a lot of famous and well-selling rappers and r&b stars and then you know like p diddy he started chiming in on some of the uh records and chiming in on some of the videos and uh ended up starting being to be a recording artist himself just like uh p diddy formerly known as puff daddy who was just the you know the ceo of bad boy entertainment but anyway he's performing at live uh well on on t tomorrow night actually so i was like I, when i do nightclubs i usually like to do vip and get a table not because i'm a pretentious asshole i'm a regular asshole but uh mainly because I'm a little, you know, I'm a little older than most of the people there, and I like to kind of kick back and have my space and have my bottle and just be comfortable rather than, you know, having to find my way through a crowd and wave my $20 bill at the bar and, you know, this and that. So that's just how I like to do it. So I told him that. He's like, okay, cool. First bottle's on me. So he's going to give us a bottle. And I'm like, all right, that's very, very nice of you. Now, having said that, I'm not gonna go there clearly and get my one bottle and leave. Uh, I'm gonna be like, okay, what's what's the next bottle? Because we're gonna get another bottle. They're like, oh, they're like, you know, bottles are always. Then it's pretty standard in places like that. Bottles are five hundred bucks. So, thinking you gotta get the second bottle, and then you got a tip on the second bottle, and you got a tip on the first bottle, even though you got it for free. So that's right there. It's, you're looking at like seven hundred bucks, and uh, we're going like five people or so. And I wouldn't mind chipping in, but I don't know. I, I feel bad about running around to the group and being like, listen, hey, we're going to live. We're going to, where, where they could take live or leave it. You know what I mean? They're not really that into it. They'd probably just as glad, be glad to go in some, you know, outdoor cafe near, you know, on Washington or on Collins or Ocean Drive or whatever. But so I don't know if we're going to do that, but. I feel bad also now because I'd have to cancel and he probably has a, 
you know, table waiting for us that may, he may or may not be able to sell. So that's a little bit of a dilemma. And uh, that's tomorrow night. So we'll keep you in the loop. We'll let you know what we do at South Beach. But uh, we're definitely going to do something. I do not want to do, like last time, what we did in West Palm and get completely annihilated and freaking, you know, have to recover on embarkation day. I want to have a nice night out, but let's go easy you know let's take it a little easy all right moving on uh by the way if i sound sedated or just kind of ultra relaxed it's well i guess maybe i just really am ultra relaxed but mostly also because uh i don't won't necessarily need to know have the entire amtrak train know that i'm doing a radio show here uh so bear with that hopefully i'm still coming in nice and clear uh but yeah i'm kind of chilling right here just literally laying in a train bed um all right this next one is a long one and i'm gonna read the whole thing why because i'm sitting on a train in the middle of south carolina and there's not really much else for me to do right now okay here we go hi tommy first off i just want to say i love your show keep doing what you're doing my life is a bit on the busy side right now compared to last year i'm currently planning my wedding for about 200 plus people in January and around every corner there is something going amiss working two jobs seven days a week sometimes two jobs in one day continually looking for a new full-time job and planning a honeymoon not to mention every Monday I start a new quote-unquote diet so that being said listening to always be booked is something I really look forward to every week it helps me stay awake while I clean the house we <laughs> You falling asleep mid-house cleaned? Oh, you might be my hero and my idol at the same time. We took our first ever cruise that was three days this past January 2017 from Long Beach. My now fiancé was sick at the time and the weather was so crazy they had to cancel shows. The boat was rocking so much. With all, with all that, we still absolutely fell in love with cruising. Not even a month after that, we booked our honeymoon cruise. Now, I have to say, I got a bit too excited about the honeymoon and was stressed over the wedding planning that I booked the honeymoon first before I even had a confirmed wedding date. So we are leaving the wedding early at around... <laughs> this is my favorite person in the world. You're leaving your own wedding early. <laughs> at about 10.30 p.m. to drive an hour and a half to San Francisco, hop on a red-eye flight to Miami, and hope to God all goes smooth so we can be on the Carnival Splendor by 12 noon, just in time for lunch, the day after the wedding. Yes, I said Splendor, your favorite ship. You raved so much about it that we decided to try it out. We even made reservations for the steakhouse the first night. I do have a few questions for you, though. After the cruise, we decided not to fly out till a few days later. We want to check out Miami. Maybe you have some ideas, or you can ask your listeners if they could recommend a reasonably priced place to stay. My 21-year-old brother and his girlfriend will also be going along for this part of the trip. We will be there on a Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Are there any nightlife things for both of our age groups? We are in our mid to late 30s. I wanted, I wanted to go to Key West one day, but it looked to be about three hours, three hour drive one way. Is it really worth that long of a drive? One last thing. This is just a possible tip for Velo cruisers that like to drink. While I was shopping at the dollar store for cruise items today, I seen a beer pong set for 
one dollar snagged two sets so we could play beer pong on one of the port days on the beach I feel like a genius thinking that one up lol thank you for taking the time to read this Desiree let me tell you something this is one of my favorite emails I've ever gotten and congratulations on your wedding same to your husband and uh, you know your entire family that is going to show up in Miami um, uh, I am sorry about are you gonna stay for the cake are you gonna miss the cake ceremony at the wedding or are you just you know are you gonna have that happen a little bit earlier I'm hoping you you're there for the cake at your own wedding but either way you seem like a friggin rock star alright let's get into a couple of things you asked so first splendor yes it is absolutely my favorite chip you know when I say the favorite chip you know these wacky things are coming out now I don't know who knows maybe the escape that I'm about to get on is gonna be my favorite chip but I don't think so I love the splendor and my, one of my favorite parts about the splendor if not my favorite is the aft pool definitely it is the best aft pool of all the aft pools that are out there it's it's just it's just got everything right there it's 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 sleek it's shaped nice it's right under the steakhouse it's it's a it's just a great place to be it's not the easiest thing to describe but yes the splendor is a wonderful ship and there's a little bit of news about the splendor did you hear I saw a couple of articles about this one saying the splendor is staying and one saying the splendor possibly might stay but Carnival Corp has decided to put a princess cruise ship in Australia where they were saying the splendor was supposed to go and they're saying now the splendor is going to stay with Carnival and let me tell you something that's amazing news that is amazing news uh, I'm very very happy to hear that you people on the west coast you're gonna get the splendor I think or if you don't have it already uh, enjoy it it's a beautiful ship uh, it, it's it's one of a kind it's it's, it's in its own class and uh, oh man, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for you guys to have it out there but I'm even more so pumped that it's gonna be back probably this way in a couple of years and hopefully it will be um, all right checking out Miami checking out Miami I don't know like I said I'm going to live and that, that's usually a little bit out of I, I'm, I'm comfortable in that environment just because I used to do it all the time and at this point in the game I don't go to clubs like that so much anymore but you know I st if I do go I'll get VIP or whatever so that is an option going to like you know some of the best nightclubs in the country or in Miami if you want to get all like you know kind of lit as the kids say uh, if not on Ocean Drive in South Beach, I definitely would recommend uh, a bunch of bars that are along that strip. Uh, the most of all, probably as cliche as it is, the Clevelander. Check out the Clevelander, hang out there. It's an outside bar, restaurant, hotel, and it really has a lot of good energy there. Um, when you're in Miami, definitely check out uh, South Point Park that is it's just a beautiful beautiful area where you, the scenery is awesome you get to look at cruise ships there's a Smith & Walensky steakhouse there and then as you walk out you're walking along jetties and it's a park and it's there's like water I guess like not water rides but like splash zone type things and it's just a really cool place to whatever you want to do have a picnic throw a frisbee and the cruise ships are just going by you and the beautiful harbor of Miami is right there the whole entire time but then you can continue to walk out and then you hit the pier 
and you can walk out onto the pier and you can be all the way out there and if you look back to your left is the very very beginning of what is South Beach so I definitely say, say you should do that another really cool thing and probably my favorite thing if you're gonna go to Miami is uh, I, oh shoot is it called Bay Plaza something look up something bay plaza you can't miss it it's also very close to where the ships dock from it's kind of right behind the american airlines arena where the heat play and uh it's just a series of multi-level bars restaurants and shops there's live entertainment out there it's it go there's one after the other after the other really good latin cuisine some italian places whatever you want there some drinking places like uh, there's a hooters there whatever you want is right there and it's a very very cool friendly vibrant little development that is one of my and again I don't know I'm a, I'm a little cheesy you know what I mean some for some people it may not be cool enough for like they need something a little bit more trendy um, so moving on oh by the way in that area you could also during the day you can rent boats you can rent jet skis you can uh, take fishing tours all of that is right in that one area and I think it's called Bay Plaza uh, Miami. If somebody's hearing this and telling me I'm butchering it, uh, let me know. But just look at, let's do a search. Bay Plaza near American Airlines Arena. Um, it, it, you can't miss it. Um, what else? Uh, you can go to if you want like so I said the the live type stuff and story those ultra trendy ultra hard to get into nightclubs if you know the kids want to do that uh, when I say kids I mean 21 year olds the uh, you know your brother um, or you have the cheesy side which is not cheesy but it's more dining and more a little bit you know maybe possibly more I don't say older but a little bit more mature people who aren't looking for something that's so sceny and that's the Bay Plaza option and then you have like a mid-range option you know you're familiar with like blue martinis and places like that there anybody could really get in if you dressed well but check out this development uh, it's called Brickle in Miami and uh, it's a little bit closer to downtown it's across the bay so you have to get a get, go on the bridge it's not far not a big not a, not a long cab ride but um it's got a bunch of uh kind of like uh middle of the road night definitely nightclubs but not necessarily the most exclusive they have plenty of places to eat plenty of places to drink and enjoy yourself over there um in uh in brickle miami um as far as key west i want to say something to you desiree um, yes, it is, a, it is a far drive. And you wonder, because you look at it and you're like, it's not that far from Miami. Why does it take so long? Well, because it's one friggin' road. And if you're asking me, ask around, because I may not be the ultimate authority on this. But for me, the answer is absolutely go to Key West. It is a three-hour drive. But that three-hour drive is the probably the some of the most scenic and nice three-hour driving experience you could have. You see all the little key towns. You see Key Largo. You see Isla Morada. You see all those places, and you see the little cute little uh, hotels and towns you pass through. And then between that, you're basically island hopping. It's it's a chain of islands that's connected by one bridge, one road, and it's just to me the drive is. The drive is part of it. I did that once where uh, I was living in Orlando when I first got there, maybe a couple of months in, and uh, I had a couple of days off in a row. 
and you know, like, or I, or let's just say, I gave myself a couple of days off in a row, and I wanted to do it. So, and I didn't know how I was going to plan this out, but it worked perfect. I got a, um, I got a, I got a shuttle from Orlando to Miami. Cost me twenty five, thirty bucks, and it took about, I don't know, four hours. And then from Miami, I rented a convertible BMW. Big shot? No. Cost me 125 bucks, And uh, I drove the convertible down to Key West. And I'm telling you, that was a hell of an experience. I absolutely loved it. Been meaning to do it again ever since. So I definitely say that um, you should do that. And yes, absolutely. You're a damn genius for bringing beer pong, a beer pong setup to the beach at some of the ports. It's very, very smart. It's true. Cause some of these ports, really, I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in Honduras. But the truth is, is that you, if you bring something to do, you're going to have something to do. All right, so that's it for the emails. I wanted to get on quick and do a quick little um, train episode. You know, while I'm on the way, is to hit you guys up because I will be cruising for the next uh, several days, not several days, next week, starting on Saturday. But I didn't want to leave you guys empty-handed. I didn't want to give you guys, and you know, all of you guys have have been emailing. I wanted to make sure I got as many of you guys on as possible. And uh, that's pretty much it. I was going to kind of go into some of the possibilities for shore excursions. I'll just talk about, I guess, what we're thinking. I don't know. Like I said, they're leaving me in charge of this crap, and it's I, I didn't sign up for that. But um, Rotan, I think I may likely stay on the ship. I could also go either way with it. I also may decide to get adventurous and do like a Superman-style zipline. Or I may snorkel, or I may have it a second beach day because you do have Harvest K. But uh, where maybe that'll be the jet ski stop. Uh, as you can see, I'm completely all over the place. I do want to get a shot glass, but do I want to get a shot glass enough to kind of actually commit to getting off the ship versus, listen, we got four stops on this itinerary. Maybe that's the spot where I take in more of the ship, you know, get an opportunity to see part of the ship that you don't necessarily uh, think you may get to because it is a huge ship and experience those things with a way less crowded ship. Um, next Costa Maya. So Costa Maya is, we've decided that we're going to um, do, I think we've tentatively decided that we've got, we're going to do the water park. Um, Mayan something or uh, my, whatever. I, I, I don't know the name of it, but it's close to the cruise port and it's really just a water park with the lazy river, tons of different rides and stuff like that. And it seems like, uh, you know, it's pretty basic, but, you know, we'll get a little thrill in there and we'll get a couple drinks going. We'll do some lazy river stuff and maybe even head back to the ship early. There's also a senior frogs, so I'm sure we'll stop there at least for a drink, see how that is. One of the things I, wa I wanted to do on Costa Maya, but I think we committed to this park possibly was uh, to the Chochoban, I think that's how you say it, Chochoban ruins and uh you know check that out and check out the uh cenotes in that area but we'll see we'll see where that goes everything is still up in the air as i said uh harvest k belize is a simple one aside from one thing it harvest k is just a an area you want to enjoy it's almost like their version of labadee or uh carnivals uh 
what do you call it? Oh, what's the carnival one they just put in the Dominican Republic? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Carnival's newer, kind of, it's not a private island, but it's just they, they uh, I guess, leased a bunch of resort space on the Dominican Republic. And, um, you know, still along those lines. So that you really just go there and go with the flow. And you kind of make that your kind of beach day. And any of the activities that are available along the shore or on land. They, they have a lot of cool stuff there. They have like a butterfly farm. They have a bunch of stuff. There's one other thing that I may want to do in Belize that's not harvest key uh, related. And that is um, underwater, t under underground tubing in like one of those underwater caves, almost like a cenote, whatever you want to call it. It's like a sinkhole that, you know, acquired a bunch of water and it's a cave formed and there's water in there and you can do, uh, you, can, you can tube through that. And you could also do that, or you can combo that with a zipline package as well. It's still on the table. We'll see. Uh, moving on to uh, Cozumel. Cozumel, I'm kind of hell-bent on getting to Tulum. I've never left the island. I want to go to the mainland on the Yucatan side, and I'd love to go to Tulum and see some ruins. That's what I'm thinking. Who knows? If you guys have any suggestions, let me know. Very, very excited. Getting a little tired here as well. It's coming up near 2 a.m. And uh, I'll be in Miami at about 6 p.m. tomorrow. And we will be ready to go. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, please find me on Facebook in the Always Be Booked Cruisers Lounge. As well as Instagram, Always Be Booked. And email me. For goodness sakes, guys. Email me, Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. And once again, do not hesitate to uh, check out all uh, the um, Cruise Radio episode today. CruiseRadio.net by the website or you can find it on iTunes, CruiseRadio.net cruise or anywhere you get podcasts and you can check out my segment on there. Let Doug know you liked it so maybe he's inclined to bring me back here and there or don't, whatever. Here I go again giving you guys assignments. I don't mean to do that but pumped for the cruise. Gonna get a good night rest on the train and then uh, tomorrow, have a nice night in South Beach. And we are at sea on Saturday. Love it. Can't wait. Thanks again, guys. We'll talk to you soon. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one part set of a nine on tree And the drink's set cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat is from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is